welcome back to another episode of Media Mantras. I'm Athian. I'm Adrian. And the year is at an end, my big apple. Um, we got a lot to talk about because it's been a minute. How was your vacation? I mean, great. It was great. Good. Mine was fantastic. Yeah. Went to the Keys. It was great. Nice. Uh, never been. Um, but we're going to get into some news because it's been a minute and, um, you know, maybe people can know what's going on with certain things. Um, the first headline that grabbed my eye was uh, something that I kind of sort of knew was going on because I just watch a lot of, I binge a lot of random YouTube videos, just in informational, educational, whatever. <laughs> and uh, did you know that like all of the bananas we eat at grocery markets are like all the same like species? Like they're clones. They're exact clones of each other. They don't have like normal offspring. We just keep like transplanting them and cloning them and cloning them and cloning them. They're all the same okay. Cavendish banana. Yeah. Uh, now there was this thing, I, I guess it was <clears> some sort of disease. Um, and it was like affecting uh plantations you know like uh, everywhere in the tropics and everywhere they grow and so like the whole banana industry was kind of like freaking out like yo we're about to have our bananas wiped out like what's going on yeah and i was like people love their bananas big apple i mean i personally don't love them anymore because like i just i grew out of it i guess but do you like oh, bananas? You, don't, you don't like bananas i mean i like them i just don't like, huh. i don't go out of my way to eat them but there's a lot okay. of people who love the banana do i don't you, know i do put them in smoothies the uh, smoothies I they're like, great for smoothies like smoothie Cereal. king loves it yeah, yeah. anything you want Hey, bananas and honey, man. Get your sugar <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so a new grafting technique could uh, combat the disease threatening Cavendish bananas. This, this little article said, um, scientists have found a novel way to combine two species of a grass-like plant, including banana, rice, and wheat, using embryonic tissue from their seeds. I'm like, big science. And uh, this technique <laughs> allows beneficial characteristics such as disease resistance or stress tolerance to be added to the plant. Big Apple, what can science not do? You want a new liver? We're going to grow you one, Big Apple. <laughs> Are you happy about this? Are you indifferent? Are bananas that important to you? If they went extinct, you'd be like, whatever. Um, Damn, I don't know. It's deep, man. You ever thought it's this weird. deeply? I mean, you, you do have plantains. Those are pretty sweet. Yeah, those are larger, and I don't know if they're quite as sweet. I know a lot of people dry them, or mm -hmm. they'll put them in like food. They'll cook, them, they'll cook with it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't go out of my way to eat plantains. Do you, Big Apple? No, I don't, but maybe I'll change to that. Maybe I'll switch it up. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I thought that was neat. Yeah, that's on, cool. On to some other science-ish related news. Um, I saw another headline that said, should Pluto be a planet again? The debate rages on. Damn. In my lifetime, I feel like it's been a planet and not a planet like three or four times. At least, yeah. In my lifetime. I mean, when I grew up, I came up on these little, you know, textbooks or whatever, and they'd have diagrams, and you know, there's nine planets, and that's right, what I kept right. doing. I didn't realize this is such a fierce debate. I'm like, Big A, what constitutes <laughs> if it's a planet? There's all these... Scientific explanations. It needs to be a certain size and do this and this and that. Does do you does does it matter? Do you care? Is it a ninth planet? I mean, I'm in your sure. Heart? I'm sure in some way it it does matter to us. No, no, no. Right? To you, the everyday Joe, not to oh, scientists. Oh no, no, I don't care about it. I mean, <laughs> of course not. Whether it's a planet or not. But like, would you, would you get into a bar fight about it? No. Good. No. I'm just making sure, man. Some people treat it real seriously, man. I mean, would you? No, nah, I wouldn't get to a bar fight about it. But I mean, uh, if like right? if someone like was so diehard for it. Because, like, what blows my mind is not if it is or isn't a planet. It's the fact that it's a debate. Like, there's so many other things that I feel like matter. And then people yeah. are just like, nah, man. It's just a door. I mean, we do debate about a lot. We do. As, as a species. We do. I'm just saying in science circles. And, like, <laughs> in kids alike. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some di I mean, literally, remember the uh, Rick and Morty episode where Jerry is, like, king of Pluto or whatever? And it's all oh, right, right. Pluto planet and there's all this yeah. politics involved. <laughs> like, I feel like some people go that far. I mean, not that far, but. Anyway, I think it's stupid. Um, but actually, it was discovered in 1930, this article was saying, and it was decided in 2006 that a planet must be spherical, orbit the sun, and have gravitationally cleared its orbit of other objects. So Pluto apparently meets two of those requirements. It's round and orbits the sun. 
but because it shares its orbit with objects called Plutinos, it didn't qualify under the new, new definition. And I was like, cool beans, I guess. But, like, it's big enough that, like, we thought it was a ninth planet until we got better telescopes or whatever. Yeah. And I just look at it. I'm like, man, just, just give them, like, a little mercy rule. Just slide, <laughs> slide them in. Stop rewriting textbooks. But it don't matter to me. I just thought it was a funny debate talking point. <laughs> and now onto some, some tea that actually matters. Something that's worth yeah, arguing about. Yeah, big news. Huge deal. <laughs> Groundbreaking. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson and Vin Diesel. We need to know about what's going on with them and their next movie. Yeah. Um, so apparently, according to People, of course, uh, Dwayne Johnson will, quote, not return to Fast and Furious, calls Vin Diesel's ass to come back manipulative. That's some spicy stuff right there, Big Apple. Apparently in an interview, the 54-year-old actor publicly asked Johnson to rejoin the beloved movie, uh, movie franchise. And uh, I guess The Rock called it a, an example of his manipulation. Uh, apparently, he made this post, and he said something along the lines of how his daughters, like, call upon him or something. He brought up kids and how The, mm-hmm. the Rock was a big deal. And, um, you know, he said, uh, I think this is The Rock saying, I didn't like that he brought up his children in the post as well as Paul Walker's death. Leave them out of it, Johnson continued. They had spoken months, about this, months ago about this and came to a clear understanding, and his goal all along was to end his amazing journey with it with gratitude and grace. Um, so, you know, all this to say that I guess of right now, he's not coming back. Um, but so I read somewhere that he had like one more movie in his contract. So I'm like, is he going to do another Hobbs and Shaw spinoff or was he just going to kind of like get out of it somehow? I'm sure they, they'd probably go for the Hobbs and Shaw. I think they would. Um, I just thought that was interesting that like, mm-hmm. all this beef is still, still kind of pining over. And yeah. do you think, why, um, why do you think it took so long for him to come out with the statement? Who specifically? Uh, Dwayne Johnson. In, in response to, to this Vin stuff? Diesel. I think it's because Vin Diesel made another recent, wasn't it a recent um, post, relatively speaking? Well, yeah, it was maybe like a month or two ago. Oh, when but he's just now coming out with a response? Yeah, yeah, now, now he's saying something. Mm, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know about you, Big Apple, but it's maybe, my understanding. Maybe, it, regardless maybe, of how long ago, uh, yeah, regardless yeah. of how long ago it was, I, it's my understanding that The Rock has a lot going on. He's got like True. five movies he's filming at once at any given moment, good <laughs> or bad, doesn't matter, he'll just, he'll do them. And I was also reading some tea that said that uh, before his entrance into the fast, like the fast, what do you ever want, you whatever want to call it, saga, right? You know, the fast yeah. franchise. He wasn't really well known, that well known internationally. And apparently this boosted him, The Rock, uh, him being in it boosted him to international fame, especially in markets like China, where Fast and Furious killed over there. And so for some reason, whenever they had this falling out, I guess it was uh, Vin Diesel's mindset that like he was ungrateful, that he was trying to spin off and like cut. Uh, was is his name Tyrese and Tyrese Gibson, Gibson and and, yeah. and Vin Diesel and all the <clears throat> the core players out of it, you know, out of the the fast, you know, pie, if you would, with, with the spinoff. Like apparently that's where the bad blood started. Right. And of right. course, like the egos on set. I think there was egos on set before the spinoff too. Probably, I think even in the fifth one. Even then. Yeah, wow. in the first uh, time we got to see Dwayne Johnson. I wasn't following the T that closely then, but the lore yeah. is is I'm invested. No, I'm invested I, yeah. in this lore. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so I was like, okay, interesting. Um. But long story short, I think I think uh, Vin Diesel's trying to bring it to a head in the finale, right, of the Fast Ten. Right. And yeah, obviously, yeah. we know, uh, you know, critically, Fast Nine didn't do that great. You saw it; you really didn't like it, right? No. Exactly. It still did relatively good at the box office because <laughs> the whole waves of the pandemic, and you know, it was basically the only blockbuster in theaters at the time. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I didn't go out of my way to see it. You know what I mean? So like that says something, and you didn't like it. So if <laughs> if if you wants if Vin Diesel wants to do the saga you know, a justice and bring it home in this 10th movie, 
it makes sense why he'd make a plea for The Rock to come back because he knows, one, his last movie didn't do well, and two, if he wants to end it on a, like a, a knockout, you know, knock it out of the park finish, he needs something as big as, you know, the, jug- the juggernaut that is The Rock. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And <clears throat> The Rock calling him manipulative just kind of tells you what's going on behind the scenes a little bit. That like, mm-hmm. well, uh, Did you read the full quote? I didn't. Tell no. me. Tell me. Oh, I didn't read it. Well, uh, what did it say I in heard a nutshell? It, I heard it. But, uh, in a nutshell. Well, he was saying that how they had a conversation um, in private and uh, he wanted to settle things in pri- and keep it private, but uh, by Vin Diesel making that post, he was sort of crossing crossing boundaries. I see that. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. seeing the quote right now. He <clears> says <throat> they connected not over social media. They, he said, I told him directly and privately that I would not be returning to the franchise. I was firm yet cordial with my words, and I said I always be supportive of the cast and always root for the franchise to be successful, but there was no chance he would return. He spoke privately with his partners at Universal as well, mm-hmm. all of whom were very supportive to understand the problem. And so, yeah, that you're right. That is the full quote, and that's probably why it was such a slap in the face, one more post about it. Because then he's yeah. basically negotiating <clears throat> or arguing in public right, as right. opposed to like putting a lot of pressure on, on, on him because now he looks like a dickhead for not saying <laughs> right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I can see actively why more he's, uh, he's like, you know, what's up? So I get it, I get it. That's crazy. Well, anyway, we'll continue to follow the lore, and uh, <laughs> maybe it'll be an Andrew Garfield situation, and he won't be in the movie, right. and all of a sudden he'll go open a portal, and the rock will step through. It'll be a whole <laughs> thing. It'll be great. Um, spoilers, by the way. I'm sure anyone who cares has seen the movie already. But that wraps that wraps up the news section for now. <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we're back, we're gonna talk Hawkeye, episode six, the finale. Yep. Hawkeye, the last Hawkeye. No more Hawkeyes after this. Maybe. Or maybe. Okay, and we're back with a review of Hawkeye episode six. Um, in a nutshell, like what happens? Let's recap in this episode. Uh, they well, it opens up with King with uh, Kingpin, right? And it, talking to Eleanor, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he spills like the tea. He's like, you know, you can't get out. And Eleanor's like, nah, my daughter's involved. Like it's gone too far. You know, I've paid you back threefold. We kind of learn three or fourfold why she was kind of in. In, trapped into his business in the first place and that's yeah. because the dad had dealings <coughs> with him right or mm-hmm. had, had owed some debt or yeah something yeah he had some kind of debt with him exactly and then of course he died so who's gonna pick up the tab mm-hmm. family you know so eleanor was kind of in his little circle for a while you know doing the dirty things whatever underhanded criminal cd stuff and she's made him his money back and he's like you can't leave like i got more money to be made where you going <laughs> she's like uh-uh daughter's in here and then of course um kate bishop you know gets hold of that footage through yelena we learn and uh, she's not having it. She's like, what's up with this, mom? Like, you a villain? And, <laughs> um, and then basically we're off to the races from there. Uh, I forget the exact details because it's been like more than a week now. But basically they plan at the benefit that the mom was talking about in the previous episodes, whatever the holiday office party was. Right, they right. plan to, what was it? What was their plan again? <laughs> to take down some cronies or something? Like expose mom? Something to the... Something, yeah. I don't know. There was some mission. They had to do something, right? <laughs> and <laughs> that's not the point. The point is we got them in Texas at a holiday party, and all of the um, LARPers are back playing uh, right, right. waiters and stuff, which was, like, fun. Oh, I think they were trying to protect the mom because right. they, they found out that she was in danger. Uh, yeah, she was in danger. Yeah, I remember that now. She had to get her mom in a safe place, and then, of course, uh, Jack was tagging along. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> uh, we we basically learned this dude's like aloof and he doesn't know what he's doing and he's just like not a villain he's just a dummy kind of roped into everything yeah i guess which was a fun little twist um, going back to kingpin what uh what did you think is is he the kingpin from daredevil i uh, think they officially said he was is he that's what they said they said it was the same one 
Yeah, well, because um, I guess we could get into this. We're going to get into the weeds. Don't worry about it. Go ahead. Fight? You want to talk fight. about the fight? Let's talk about the fight, Big Apple. That's on my dislikes list, I think. So, I before the finale happened, when we got teased in episode five that yeah. he was coming back, I was like, oh, crap. Like, Netflix is Kingpin? Is that who's coming back? Da, 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 da. And it, we had talked about me wanting to start up uh, Daredevil again because it's been many years. So mm-hmm. I did. I restarted it. I'm like eight episodes deep. I'm like, man, this is brutal. Uh, like, what season? Season the one. first one? Season oh, one. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Because I just started up again like a couple right. weeks ago. I'm like eight episodes deep. I'm like, this is brutal. This is great. I'm introduced to all these characters again. Uh, Kingpin is just as brutal and menacing. And like the tone's really dark and gritty of the Netflix yeah, yeah. series. And then we come to like this family friendly ish, you know, Hawkeye show. Mm-hmm. And he's there and he's, you know, he's menacing, but he feels like almost nerfed or like he can't fully be as brutal as he wants to because mm. of the demands of the show of what it's going on same right, thing right. With, i feel the same way with uh yelena i know she's like an anti-hero or whatever now or just an assassin for hire or whatever the case is whatever her exact role yeah. is yeah but, there's no rule but like even like um hawkeye was just like or i mean jeremy renner's <laughs> hawkeye was like you know this got really real really fast like the stakes are higher than ever someone's hired a black widow and like half the time she's cracking jokes with kate and I'm like, that's fun and all. And like that adds the little, you know, Christmassy Marvel tone to it. But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just not, it, is, it takes away, it undercuts the intensity of her character a bit, I guess. In a way, to me at least. Yeah. The same thing with Kingpin. Not that he's cracking jokes or anything, but uh-huh. that he can't be like unleashed 100%. Like he has to be kind of subdued and, and he has to play within the boundaries of this family-friendly Disney Plus show. Mm-hmm. So like I felt like he didn't, he hit a lot less hard for me. But he's they still got his intensity, right? Him ripping the car door off. <laughs> yeah. That was that great. Was cool. I was like, okay, yeah. yeah. And then him like taking arrows and just like knocking him away with his cane like a pimp. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. That was cool. Um, I was like, okay, the dude's just tanking arrows. Because now. the the way that, that he's represented in Daredevil, the like Netflix show, he he almost seems more like a man than he like a higher uh, you know, like a Yeah, like higher. some something of a soup like he he doesn't have superpowers, it right. seems. Mm-hmm. Um but in this it almost gives him that of extra layer of protection yeah like plot armor if you would yeah yeah i guess it, it, i mean in the comics he, that's kind of what he was he was kind of like a like a uh like a juggernaut type guy or something yeah he was like a hippo where like they they look fat mm-hmm. but in reality they're like really strong solid yeah 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 so so yeah i i think it was it was um they there was a little bit less of an in, intimidation factor mm-hmm. i think because they had to keep it pg-13 right but i think in turn, uh, we did get him being more uh, accurate. In that being regard. more accurate to the comic, I mean, he was more. He was physically imposing, but like in a different way. Yeah, they also shot and him a little differently when they, in that first. Yeah, yeah, shot, they he did. Looked freaking huge. Yeah, and I thought that was really interesting because yeah. it almost felt like in the Netflix show he was like just a normal um, slender dude. Yeah, yeah, almost. just like barely uh, taller than yeah Matt Murdock. But he seemed huge and imposing in this one. Yeah, they yeah, got he that did. right. So they really got some <laughs> things right. I agree with you. He did. He seemed more comic accurate in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, I have likes and dislikes. Let's start with the likes. So I liked at the beginning how they expanded upon the exact relationship of Eleanor and Kingpin. We talked about that. Yeah. I liked his cute little hat and Hawaiian shirt. So I felt, you know, a little more. Yeah, love. yeah. That was uh, apparently from a um, comic, right? A comic. Yeah, yeah. yeah right straight from, out of it. Straight out of it, which was great. I, I saw the top hat and I was like, that's for sure from a comic. There's <laughs> right, no yeah. way he's just unironically wearing be. a hat. In yeah. 2021, like that, <laughs> a little pimp cane. There's no way. Yeah. Um, um, what else? Oh, I enjoyed seeing um Kate and uh, Clint making the custom arrowheads together. They had some Stark. Oh yeah, yeah. That he was, was dope. making some from scratch. There were some exploding ones. Uh, there was all kinds of painful arrows at the end. There's like little pins and needles and like some yeah, dude one froze his leg, like, yeah. frozen solid. I'm like, that's an amputee leg. There's no way that's coming back. <laughs> and then like, there's so much casual murder. They just show off screen. 
Like there's there's no way some of those don't actually kill people indirectly. Right. There's just, there's no way, especially with the shrinking, which was cool. The Pym uh, arrow, uh-huh. the shrinking arrow, and the whole the whole van yeah, gets shrunken, shrunk. and they're not wearing any protective gear. They're just normal dudes who got shrunken with pim particles. Oh, that's right. I forget that, that that's a rule. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, they're, they're, it seems like they're playing like fast and loose with the rules now. Like, right. In right. Terms of, a little like, bit. Is it dense or not? Because if an owl could pick up a truck, and and, and in Ant Man they said they're just shrinking the space between atoms. Well, the truck should still weigh a truck, but just be really dense. Well, in this in the second Ant Man, they did they have that whole case of cars, little race cars. Yeah, and the same thing little. with a tank on the keychain in the first Ant Man. That's a tank. Yeah. Yeah. That too. So, so I guess it was never. I don't know. I, what I'm well, this, is, <laughs> this is my head canon, is that it does shrink it right, and the excess weight, like it maintains the same. Um, how do I say this? It maintains like it, it just kind of like reduces it proportionally. Like if so, like yeah, if this phone was blown up to be the size of like a skyscraper, it wouldn't weigh whatever this weighs, like half a pound or a quarter of a pound. It would weigh like several hundreds of thousands of pounds, right? Mm-hmm. So like that mass comes from somewhere. We could say dark energy, dark matter. We can make excuses until we're blue in the face if yeah. you to make this phone like an inch big it wouldn't be half a pound or whatever it'd probably be like i don't know a couple grams or so you know proportionate to it and yeah, the, yeah. the excess matter would be put off into another dimension or converted to dark matter like in a holding cell if you would until it comes back that's the way i'm justifying all of this crap in marvel so it yeah makes yeah sense. <laughs> yeah like, definitely i wish they took the that time maybe, to tell us all the, that what is it called the, uh, the third one the yeah third yeah Batman? they'll probably they'll probably uh, hopefully bring more more uh, of that with kang and <laughs> with entering into the what was it called the was it quantum mania yeah the quantum yeah the quantum realm the quantum realm yeah. yeah 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 quantum in front of everything big apple but i digress <laughs> um <laughs> yelena and kate are funny together like that's the only time i allowed that that yeah that, to slide. it's funny how they keep bringing that in they do they like yeah. they really want them to have like a buddy cop kind of <laughs> show or something but it's funny it, it's funny but it's also like it's also semi-justified because Yelena doesn't see Kate as a threat at all. Right, right. Like it's she, that made sense in terms of her being so badass and such a good like a mercenary or assassin, if you would. Mm-hmm. Um, that like she didn't take her seriously. That was cool. Um, I enjoyed that. Dislikes. I feel like overall in the show, Fisk came a little too late, but I'm glad he's rolled into the MCU along with Daredevil now, thanks to Spider-Man. Yeah. Um. Well, they have to keep him alive, right? Because because they did sort of. I feel like it was it was awkward the. Uh, the ending where it was supposedly shot by Miles. Yeah, that was awkward. Because why would they do that if they are keeping right? That's a great question. I, I feel like it was just more symbolic than anything else. Like, well, Maya had the guts to kill the person who ordered her father dead. And, like, that just shows, I don't know, if you want to call it character growth or just the badass side of her or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she can get her closure, right? And mm-hmm. then there's also like a comic book run where I think she actually shoots him. Same character, Echo shoots him uh, in the face, right, right, and, and his eyes he, get he ends up shot out. And he blind. ends up becoming blind. So they could go that route. They most likely would if he stays alive. Yeah. Or maybe since it panned up, there's some convoluted explanation as to someone jumping in, or blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? They could rewrite it any million ways they want. But I think they panned up. One because it's family friendly, and two because they don't want to exactly oh, say what happens. Right. One, they don't exactly they want they want to not write themselves in too much of a corner. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it, it's like a little bit of an awkward ending for that. For that, yeah, just to bring him to kill him, to yeah. kill him. Right. That was really awkward, especially if you're just gonna bring him back. Mm-hmm. Because on one hand, it's a slap in the face to the character if you just brought him back for a show just to kill him, and mm-hmm. then on the other hand, it's like, okay, but why'd you kill him if you're gonna bring him back? Especially when they only used him in that one episode. Yeah, exactly. Because it was that, and then it was the picture in the plastic. Exactly, Big Apple. 
Um, so yeah, I already went over a couple of these. Uh, yeah, I already went over this. The last thing I want to talk about is just him fighting Kate. Um, I thought it was funny that all he could do was just kind of like throw her across the room and punch her because yeah. he refused to like mash her brains in. <laughs> I was like, that's again the PG thirteen aspect of it. I did enjoy her right, having right. to keep getting up and keep uh jumping around and figuring things out, especially with the arrowheads at the end. That little tidbit, mm-hmm. the, they called back to that little clip, the flick, right thing, where she flicks the and point. it hits like one of the and electrical what, arrows. Oh, it was the the tip right of the arrow. Um, she it hit the tip of the arrow. Oh, that's and it, it set off yeah. an electrical charge. What, what was it that she threw though? It, it must have been a coin. I remember it a toy she saw lying around or something. Oh it was yeah, like a yeah. Coin shape. I have to go back and look. It doesn't matter. She did the cool thingy thing, and everyone was like, "Ha ha!" She did the thing. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Cool." I thought that was better than uh, when they did the slow mo in. Oh, in the in previous that. episode. That I don't know. It felt like a little, like the wrong t- the wrong time to be using slow mo. They're just like, "This would be a cool." Shot. It's it's such a small like thing thing to be doing. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I feel like yeah. it would have been cooler <laughs> if they did it with like a certain arrow, and like it just I don't know. But I don't know. Right. I don't make these things. I don't make these rules, Big Apple. I don't make these decisions. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much our review of uh, Hockey Episode Six. I mean, I, I I'm 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 cautiously op- optimistic. I like how it sets up more stuff, and yeah, we'll see where they go going forward. And let me ask you this, really candidly: Are you excited? Are you jumping out of your boots to see the spinoff with Echo, or are you like mildly intrigued? I'm just mildly intrigued. Uh, I'm mildly intrigued. Um, it, it'll be cool because I, I feel like they could do it um, like a criminal on the run sort of thing. That would be nice. And I, I feel like that kind of story um, would be cool to have in Marvel. Yeah. Um, Especially since if she really yeah, is if on they her do own. It right. if she, yeah, if they do it right, of course. Yeah. But if she's really on her own and she has to like sign her way out of things and like yeah, who yeah. she talk to, she can't because there's a huge barrier there. Not everyone knows ASL. You know right. what I mean? So. There can be a lot of uh, tension and drama in it, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. You want to get into Matrix Resurrections? Sure. Let's get right into it, Big Apple. Yep. Um, uh, broadly speaking, the first part, the first third of this movie really had me on my toes. I was like, what is this movie going to be? Because like, mm-hmm. everyone casually knows the first Matrix. Like, I feel like everybody casually knows the first Matrix. And if yeah. you don't, you can kind of parse together what it was from the beginning of this movie. They're literally like revisiting some of the older films. Um, they literally have a projection screen, yeah. And they're like showing um our Neo like, and know, even before that, they the flashback constantly, constantly. It's always a flashback and yeah. like o- like overlapped matching shots of the old people and the replacements, and it's yeah. really convoluted. And yeah, the whole the, the whole premise is that Neo is now like in this reality, like the head of some gaming, not the head. He's like the head designer of the Matrix, right? Right. Yeah, the yeah, experience yeah. He, was just he a made game that he, into, he made. Yeah. Exactly. And um, we get introduced to the world. There's someone who looks like, um, who is it? Uh, someone who looks like Smith, right? Jonathan Groff. Right, Agent Smith. And he's kind of his boss. And then uh, we're introduced to the Bugs, who I actually really liked as a character. Um, we also get Neil Patrick Harris as the analyst, who, who was really stellar in that role. And uh, <laughs> it's just kind of him figuring everything out. You know, we have Morpheus as well. And there's a whole lot going on. The fights were interesting. Like, seemed a little lackluster at times. I think it's I don't like it. so old. I didn't. I didn't really like any of the fights. It felt um, like like a very like they like a not a last minute fight. It felt like an afterthought or what? Yeah, like they didn't put a lot of effort in. Yeah, I would say, uh, I, especially compared to the first. The only fight I semi kind of enjoyed was like bugs running around at the beginning, um, mm. but then it was kind of ridiculous too at times, like with jumping off buildings and stuff. But it is the Matrix, right? So who cares? Yeah. Um, there's a whole lot of like guns being pointed but not people a lot a lot of bullet dodging an astounding amount of bullet dodging a lot, yeah. no one's getting shot in this movie <laughs> no one i'm like what is going on here 
<laughs> but anyway, there's a whole lot going on, and it's it got really meta at times. Ugh, I hate to use that word; it's so overused now, but it's true. It, it gets, is right. It gets yeah. so it's just so like oh self-referential, self-referential, and like fourth wall breaky. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole bit like what really had me on my toes is when they like literally called out Warner Brothers in in the writing. Oh yeah, I was like, yeah. What is going on here? Like, <laughs> is this a middle finger to the the corporation? And like it's it's still self-aware, and it's like they want you to excuse it, what's going on because like well we're aware of what's going on, so it's fine, right? And I'm like not really. Like do something cool with it. Yeah, <laughs> this, this like it's like three different weird movies in one. Um, I'm all over the place, but this movie's all over the place, so I have a lot of weird feelings. About it. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll start with some likes. You know, Keanu is still good in his limited role here. You know, I just, I just like seeing him. That's that's about where it ends. Like, I don't think they mm-hmm. did much with his character other than like, oh, he's the one. He's such a crazy legend. He's just yeah. kind of like, why am I still here? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed his um. His mental anguish with the analyst. Yeah, yeah, I him, thought that was him that gaslighting was cool, him every every second, cool every corner, every turn. Mm-hmm. That was sick. I did appreciate modern Matrix VFX, like any explosions or like the the codes running down. Like I, I just enjoyed seeing this IP with modern VFX. That's about it. Um, <laughs> the slow mo. There was so much use of slow mo in here. I thought Snyder might have been a producer or something. Uh, I was like, this is a lot of slow mo for a movie, but it was all right. Um, I didn't like the rehashing of things, like. I did like him being like, no, no, like when uh, Morpheus showed up in the bathroom and he's like, we're trying to make it right, right. so you remember it. Nah, this is not happening. Stop. Yeah, it was very jarring. Super jarring. To watch. Yeah, very jarring. And he didn't have much to do with this Morpheus other than no, just kind of get him on the ship. And he didn't feel like Morpheus. I mean, granted, Obviously the story the explained he wasn't the same, the same exact version of him, but... But why do it he at didn't, all? Like, it, it didn't feel like uh, Neo infused the character with because he he had made the character right. he had made that version of it. it it felt it felt like uh he didn't have the same personality no nah, it was just like the new and improved cool one like the 2021 yeah. morpheus but <clears throat> morpheus was way like i remember him being more cerebral and like thought-provoking mm-hmm. and like you know think about where your place is and like just really more like i don't know stoic or just grand wise yeah yeah he, you know? he felt like he had like a lot of uh, like drive i don't know like yeah. it, it just felt different just really determined or something yeah i don't know it was just weird um what else uh, uh yeah the the villain monologues was cool like neil patrick going off and like really taunting them i thought it was weird that they they called out bullet time when that's really a filming technique as opposed to like an ability it was weird yeah but i mean it was cool well, to look well they at. i think they had uh not invented they were the first ones who had the idea no no no, no. I understand First that. One, right? No, they did. Yeah, no. I'm just, but I'm saying that's a behind the scenes term. That's not like right, a, right. Like it's not like a. Well, hey, they're getting meta. They, that they is, have, they, have, they, they are getting meta. It. Okay, all right. You got you got them out of that one. Yeah. Um, I didn't like uh, I didn't like um, Niobe by Jada Pinkett Smith. Right, right. I understand she had to be old or whatever. I, she didn't. I didn't believe she was old. I know she's not. But no, she it was, didn't. It was it was terrible corny. makeup. It was horrible makeup. It was really yeah. corny and dumb. Um. I don't know. I didn't like any of that because that whole world, the whole underworld of the survivors, we got cool history and they showed us like what would have been cool movies, like the whole machines fighting machines mm-hmm. stuff. But I, it was just, I didn't feel her presence as a commander. It was like a, she was commanding like seven people and the whole, like show us more of like just a snippet of more of like the society that's thriving there, like underground. Yeah. It yeah. didn't feel like anything. It felt like a two rooms and like a big, vast like landscape. Like that's our society. <laughs> right, right. It's like two people or like, you know, a group of 10 or whatever. It just felt like so weird. And the the pacing was also really weird. It was like action. We have to take a twenty minute break. Action. Uh, twenty minute break. Let's find another excuse for action. I'm like, dude, <laughs> what is going on? Like, the third act was just bizarre. I didn't like Keanu just like force pushing everything. 
it was yeah, cool yeah, to see that was his answer to, to all of it. So, like, because I guess he's just too old to fight hand to hand for everything. <laughs> and they got rid of like a lot of agents in favor of just what was it, the swarm? And just everyone just kind of like being zombies. Mm-hmm. It turned into like a zombie movie. So yeah, yeah, like, like uh, some amount of the population was, uh, what is it like? Oh, I don't know if they were infected or had code written such that they right, could be yeah, called yeah, like upon. They, they, they weren't real people. They were, oh, they were just straight up, straight up NPCs or whatever. I think so, something, something like that. Like and that. that's how they were able to to call upon them. Call upon them. Whenever. So there was like just bots living with normal, normal people in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. That's they were trippy. mixed in. And they did a good job of showing that because someone woke up and was like, "Honey, what's going on?" Right, and right. Just like feed out the window. I thought that was cool. That I was feel nice. like they had a, like a lot of interesting concepts. They just put them in I don't know, a bad. And, and that's the bigger conversation. Is just like they brought one of the Wachowskis back, right? Mm. And it's just like. It's literally, I feel like they called it out. Like, well, they're going to, Warner Brothers is going to do this reboot with or without you. You know what I right, mean? Yeah. You better write something or see you later. And like, this is kind of what we got. So like, was it intentionally bad or was this the best they could do having their hand forced? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, uh, it just didn't sit well in my mouth. And at the end, like, um, what's her face? Tiffany, like, uh, or Trinity rather, like flies. I'm like, cool. Right. Okay. She flies now. Why? Because. And then they made that, that weird joke with uh, Neo not being able to. Yeah, which was weird, and I was yeah. like, "But he could. Like, what changed?" And they just wanted to change things up. There was also a lot of virtual sig- uh, virtue signaling in here, and it just felt unnecessary. Like, there was one moment where Niobe was like, "And don't take away her agency by talking over her, Neo, or something like that." And it's like that wasn't was <laughs> that wasn't his intention at all. You're just trying to be like her, her, her for no reason. I'm just like, calm right. down. Like, take a chill pill. It's like that's not <laughs> what we're here to. There's a, there's existential stuff going on right now. It's not people being rude to mm-hmm. you. I don't know. It was just. Just random little weird things like that didn't sit well with me. I was like, this is so weird. This movie's all over the place, man. But it is what it is. Yeah, it's meh. Forgettable. I don't know. I'm not going to remember it in a few years. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember it right now. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, uh, Jonathan Groff, it took me a while to understand that he was supposed to be Agent Smith. Right. And I feel like with um, Hugo Weaving, it would have been a lot better. It would have been so much better. And, and there would have been so much more like depth felt. I would feel with, like there was history. The, the, yeah. yeah, the the history that they've already had. Yeah. And I think that's why I kept flashing back to it because they're like, remember, remember, remember? I know we yeah. have new faces, but remember? And I was just like, all right, dude. Like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> like, but you know what kind of hit was a nice sentimental moment with Jonathan Groff Smith was at the end when he kind of like turns sides for a second and like helps him against the uh, analyst. Mm-hmm. He helps Neo and them with it. Right, yeah. That was kind of cool for a hot second. Would have been cooler if it was uh, our boy Hugo, Hugo Weaving, right? But oh, well, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> Apparently he wanted to do it, but the schedules didn't align. Right, yeah. So I was like, damn, it's a shame. Also, one last little uh, gripe. Um, I understand the need to keep them together but separated, but like having uh, Carrie Ann Moss's like Trinity or Tiffany rather, just be have like a family and kids and like just keeping her busy in the Matrix was like really boring. Like I understand like <laughs> there was a little they had to make something up to keep her away from Neo or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, and she's like, I can't with my family, and then like. And they're like, Neil, you can't break her out. Like, she has to want to go. All that agency stuff, right? Like, she has to want to mm-hmm. go. It's like, I get that, sure. But it's also like, but Neil's going to, he's going to go for her after, anyways, right? Like, the whole love story thing. It just felt like there was just, there's too many, I don't know, spoons in this pot. I don't know. There's too much going on, Big <laughs> I didn't like it. Yeah, definitely. Too much. And my brother was like, this is like all the three, first three movies just retold with different skin on. I was like, feels like that, yeah. <laughs> and they set it up at the end. Yeah. And like, if they wanted to do another trilogy, they wanted right, another right. two movies of them just being gods of the Matrix. I was like, what could they do? What's the threat? Like the other machines that aren't these machines, like they want to fight more machines in different matrix worlds or like, what's the end goal here? I don't know. Yeah. Cause it feels like they solved this movie uh, or the, the, the resolution to this story was 
um, too simple. Yeah. And I feel like they there's almost too much that they've already done with yeah. with what they can do with the idea of of the Matrix. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know that they there's really more for. Yeah, because I felt like they were making stuff up on the fly, like with each little yeah. movie. They're like, well, we were only trying to do one movie, and then it turned into a trilogy, and then like a quadrilogy. <laughs> I don't know right. what you want to call it. You know, <laughs> that's just weird. You think? Okay, let me ask you this. I know it didn't make too much money because it was up against like juggernauts and stuff. But like, do you think they're gonna order another one? Or has like Learner, Warner Brothers learned their lesson? Man, I don't know because the the box office in, on this movie, I don't think it's doing. It wasn't well. isn't that great? And uh, I mean, if maybe maybe a reboot. I honestly, I think I'd, a reboot. I'd, more I'd be more interested in. Yeah, at this point, like let's yeah. get a different telling. Resurrection box office. Let's see. I'm but I don't gonna... know. You, do you think they they should reboot it? Listen. What I what they should do and what they will do are two different things, Big Apple. <laughs> should they? Maybe not at least for another decade. You know, maybe they could give like give it a break, let the IP rest a little bit, and then like you know bring it back to a new generation with all new faces. Maybe yeah. a reloaded concept. I mean, I think worldwide it says right here the revolutions. No, I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to do. Re- I'm trying to do resurrections, baby. Sheesh. Opening weekend of like forty mil or something like that. Not not too great. Um, man. Yeah, it's just it's not impressive. Is what it is. But I think I think there's room for them to do something new, take a new direction. Mm-hmm. If not a retelling, then maybe like a completely new reboot, same characters but maybe different, different concept. Like you can't just redo the first one and put new skin on it. I mean, they could, right, and they yeah. might, but they kind of do that with this one, didn't they? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they did. So like, <laughs> what, how much are you gonna milk this IP? I don't know. We'll find out. So, eh, meh. They shouldn't have made it, but you know, company's gonna company. So, and huh. we love all companies, big guy, big or small. We love love, love is a little strong, but we, like we, we appreciate. We tolerate most companies. Sure, all of them. If you like them, we like them for sure. <laughs> you know, no problem. Anyway, <laughs> that's Media Munchers for today, man. Uh, for Media Munchers, I'm Athian, and I'm Adrian. And we're gonna catch you next time.